Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 25th of July. Australia's Department of Health has activated the National Incident Centre as concerns mount over monkeypox. It comes after the World Health Organisation yesterday declared the outbreak a global emergency. More than 16,000 cases have been reported in 75 countries since May, with 41 confirmed or probable cases here in Australia. The last time a public health emergency of international concern was declared was in 2020 for COVID-19. Australian health authorities will now work on sourcing treatments for monkeypox and also vaccines. But Queensland's Chief Health Officer Dr Peter Atkin says the latest outbreak is not as contagious as COVID. The reproductive number for monkeypox is between one and two, so it has low risk of spread and it's that direct skin-to-skin contact how it's spread by. Very, very different to COVID with either droplet or aerosol spread and reproductive numbers that have gradually got up from two to three to five to eight to ten now as the COVID strains become more infectious. Meantime, pressure is continuing to mount on the federal government to implement more urgent measures to prevent a foot and mouth outbreak in Australia. Quarantine officials can now force travellers returning from Indonesia to remove their shoes and use sanitation foot mats. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has defended his government's response on Sky News, saying it's doing everything possible. Well, these are the strongest ever measures introduced by an Australian government ever in terms of biosecurity when it comes to foot and mouth disease. It's important to note that Australia is foot and mouth disease free. But returning travellers from Indonesia have told Channel 7 they haven't noticed anything different at the airport. Just ask a few questions and show the soles of our shoes. I'm actually still wearing the shoes I wore through the uh, quarantine section. There's nothing different, nothing different from any other time. National Parliament will sit for the first time this week since the federal election. It's the most diverse government in Australian history, with 58 women taking their seats in the lower chamber. Inflation and the rising cost of living are set to be top of the agenda as it's predicted to hit a 30-year high. While the building industry's watchdog powers will be wound back to the bare legal minimum as the federal government pushes ahead with plans to scrap the regulator altogether. Changes to the Australian Building and Construction Commission will come into effect from tomorrow. CFMEU spokesperson Dave Noonan says it's a great start, but more improvements need to be made. The improvements are made by sitting around the table, discussing them, uh, not by heavy-handed ideology being dictated by the federal government for um, what are largely um, ideological uh, reasons. So we'll be uh, keen to talk to uh, employers in the industry as we do all the time about how we can improve, keep it efficient, create jobs. And music festival Splendour in the Grass in northern New South Wales has wrapped up again for another year, but not without plenty of challenges, as well as long wait times to enter and leave the grounds near Byron Bay because of widespread flooding. Some revellers, like Jesse Howes, have told Channel 9 they also didn't have access to basics like water. It was sad and embarrassing because we all wanted to come back to live music and come back to festivals, but that wasn't the way to do it. Organisers have apologised for the transport delays and long wait times. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and a Western Sydney family has been left devastated after a horrific fatal house fire. Two women were killed in the ferocious blaze and a 10-year-old died later in hospital. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has more from Sydney. The blaze is believed to have started in the garage of the Hinchinbrook townhouse yesterday morning, Tash, and by 5.30, the home was engulfed in flames. Firefighters rescued a 10-year-old boy from the burning home. He later died at Westmead Children's Hospital. Two women aged in their 40s and 60s died at the scene with three other adults injured. Two have since been released from hospital while a man is still receiving treatment but is in a stable condition. Meantime, two fireys were injured during the ordeal deal, one falling six metres as he tried to gain entry to the home. An investigation is now underway to determine the cause of the blaze. To Victoria now and the ongoing impact of the COVID pandemic on the state's health system is spreading far beyond COVID wards and crowded emergency rooms, with new research showing the broader consequences. James Lake in Melbourne says pandemic impacts are now being revealed for individuals like cancer patients and expectant mums. Figures released just this morning, Tash, show we had 6,000 fewer cases of cancer diagnosed in the past two years than expected. While you might automatically think that is a good thing, health experts actually say it's most likely because people were not coming forward for routine screening and many would have now missed their chances for early life-saving treatment. Meantime, hospitals in Victoria have also been ordered to start rationing epidural kits because of a global shortage. The TGA says there was an international alert issued last week about the supply issues. Epidural and spinal kits are mostly used in childbirth, but they're also used for pain relief during or after a number of surgical procedures. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Happy Monday. Now, inflation is the big local economic story of the week. And if it's a good number, it may be good news for anyone with a home loan. Yeah, on Wednesday, we see the latest consumer price index number and economists are tipping it will be a big 6.3%, which should reflect the big spike in petrol prices over the June quarter. But if the number is lower than 6.3%, the Reserve Bank might slow down on its interest rate rises. Hope it's not higher. Yeah, and Peter, talking about interest rates, we're expecting another 0.5% increase here in Australia next week. But in the US, my gosh, they're bracing for another 0.75% rise this week. Yeah, price of spiking prices with the latest inflation reading in the US coming in at 9.1%. US central bank is caught between inflation and recession concerns and raising rates too fast could tip the US economy into recession, which would kill jobs and really hurt stock prices. And our stock market would slump too if the Americans ended up in a deep recession. Absolutely. And the US staying there, it's a huge week for company reporting, Peter, from some of the biggest names in business in the world world. Yeah, we're talking about Apple, Alphabet, that's the parent of Google, Meta Platforms, Facebook's parent, and McDonald's. And if the news is good, up go stocks both in the US and here. But if the numbers are bad, recession fears again will grab headlines. So far, company profit reports have been better than expected, but only 21% of US companies have reported. This is a huge show and tell week for share prices. Peter, thank you. Cheers. 
now for Sport with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The Tigers are threatening legal action after that very controversial loss to the Cowboys. Good morning, Tasha, and they certainly have a right to feel robbed this morning as well. The Cowboys uh, were trailing. Uh, the ball was kicked off. Cole Felt went down. They were awarded a captain's challenge. Val Holmes nailed the penalty goal, so they got the win by a point. Ben Gardner, who took the reins at uh, the Tigers, thought the game was already over. I wasn't quite sure on why the decision was made. My understanding is, is that when the bunker comes into play or when there's a challenge made, it has to be when there's an indiscretion in the play. My understanding is we caught the ball, the game was over, and that's where it should have ended. Now, even Todd Payton, the coach of the Cowboys, says the win is debatable, but they've been on the wrong end of some controversial calls this season. Debatable, debatable, but... You know, if I look back at the season gone so far, we had a try taken off us last week, which was huge. Um, and even back in the round one, Hamaso got a try taken off him. Now, the NRL will review the finish this morning, but they have said that the captain's challenge was right to be granted. Now, to the AFL, Brett and the Magpies, they've done it again, winning another very close game, this time after the siren against the Bombers. Yeah, unbelievable. They're in the top four now, Collingwood. No one would have predicted this at the start of the season. Harry Jones from the Bombers had a chance to ice the game yesterday at the MCG. Missed his set shot. The Pies went from one end to the other. Jamie Elliott had a shot after the siren on the boundary, 45 metres out from goal, and nailed that after the siren to win. Their coach, Craig McRae, uh, can't believe it. Oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit speechless, to be honest. I hope there's not footage of me in the bench as the siren goes. Yeah, I really don't know what to say to that. That was unbelievable. Now, the Saints sit just beside percentage below the top eight after beating the Eagles by 28 points last night on a surface that looked pretty poor. It was muddy, it was slippery, uh, players were falling over everywhere and St Kilda coach Brett Ratton has warned that an injured player could take legal action. If something did happen, would a player sue the ground? It's happened before, um, happened in my time as a player, Luke O'Sullivan at the Blues sued Waverley Park and, and that, so that's something that they need to maybe consider yeah, when scheduling. It's a risk. Yeah, they had heavy rain and two soccer-friendly back-to-back on that surface. And finally, in the Formula One, Brett Max Verstappen is on track for back-to-back world titles. Yeah, and he was certainly uh, handed victory by Charles Leclerc, who for the third time this season crashed out of a Grand Prix while leading. That came halfway through as he lost control of his car, and he says he's only got himself to blame. It's my fault, and if I keep doing mistakes like this, then I deserve to not win the championships. The level is very high this year, performing at a high level, but if I keep doing those mistakes, then it's, it's pointless to be at a high level. And Daniel Ricciardo was back in ninth. Thanks so much, Brett. Massive weekend again in sport. Thank you, Tash. And it's official. Oscar-nominated Australian actor Margot Robbie will join the star-studded lineup, returning to Ramsey Street for the final episode of the much-loved TV series Neighbours. Neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours. The Wolf of Wall Street star will return to her role as Donna Friedman after more than 10 years. It's also been announced that House star Jesse Spencer and singer Delta Goodrum will also be back to join the likes of Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.